Hello and welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, led by Comfort. Springboard is your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Your virtual university is brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, and with media support from the graphic business. So, today we begin a brand new series called The Engine Room. We go behind the scenes with some of the most accomplished frontliners in various fields, trying to find out the why, the what, the laughter, the joy, the tears, and the tough decisions that undergird their work. And where else can we start from but the most in-demand and probably the most popular person in Ghana and across the continent today. And when I say the essence of my praise is centered on your grace, you know where I'm going. I have the VGMA 2021 Best Gospel Song of the Year, Best Gospel Artist of the Year, Most Popular Song of the Year, and overall, the Artist of the Year, Diana Hamilton in the house. Diana, good to see you. Good to see you, Reverend. It must have been a whirlwind <laughs> week for you. It's been proper manic. <laughs> that's, that's the best word for that, for me. Um, but I'm enjoying every bit of it, I have to say. I can Enjoy. imagine that when you set out on this journey, did you, or this ministry, this call, when you responded to the call, did you ever envisage a day like this when the whole world will focus its attention on you? No, I have to say this. It was, for me, it's never been about where I'm going. It's always been about enjoying the now, giving my all the now, and then trusting the hand of he who keeps me to take care of the rest. And so when I am writing a song, take for instance, writing a song, I'm thinking who is it going to bless, not how many is it going to bless, who is it going to minister to. And so when I started singing, I was just happy to be singing in my church. But then one thing led to another. Tell me about your church. Where was it? The so first place. My, my first and only place has been the Church of Pentecost. Which particular branch? Oh, Okay, it's been a lot. I, I, was, um, I, I was born in Accra, but at the age of two, I was taken to Kumasi to live with my grandmother. And so there I was in Ophorikrum Pentecost, Church of Pentecost. There I would only recite Psalm 23 and John 3.16. I wasn't allowed to sing. I was too young. But I think around seven, and I give that figure because that's when I, can, I remember a lot of things. That's when I knew I could sing, but I never had the chance until I was about 13, at which time I was in Accra. And then Dr. Wyatt Assembly is right behind Malata Market. There's a branch there. That was the first place I ever held a microphone to sing solo. Have you been back there recently? Actually, I drove past it yesterday and I thought if I wasn't too tired last Sunday, I was going to carry all the trophies too. Um, Dr. Wyatt, oh, just... I, I think you should. I think you should. I will. I mean, a I... <laughs> beautiful experience for them. Yes, that I've, been, I've been there a lot of times um, just to keep myself grounded again to know this is where I started. And they're very receptive when I go there, but I was 13 and now I'm not 13. So a lot of them don't know me. Some of them know me, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So that was that branch. Then 
when I started growing, like I started getting bigger, I did Kokomini PIWC. And then I went to the UK. Well, I did Kumasi PIWC when I was doing nursing. And then I went to London and did London PIWC, and I haven't changed. Just recently, one of the branches has been named after my dad, called the wow. FE Entry Branch, around Lashibi area. So I call them my home now. But when I, when, that's when I'm in Ghana. Tell me about your parents. Was your dad a, a, a Pentecost minister? My dad was an apostle of the church. So right. I was born before he became a minister. So I watched him go through all the ranks. An overseer, a pastor, then an, an, a national head, then an apostle, then an area head, then an executive member. Right. Until nearing his retirement when he passed. Right. What was his name? Apostle F. E. N. G. Right. So your so your your ministry roots were gained from your dad. Oh yes. Um, I think when I get a few people saying if I was a man, I would have been like my dad. So maybe there are some similarities. <laughs> I, I would think that gender doesn't take it away at all. <laughs> do, you, do you find yourself at critical moments of your life thinking, what would he have done, or what, what would he approve of? Do you think about him? I some... think I think I I got to know him so much. I know what he would have done. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. It like does. just last um, three days ago, we went to the chairman of the Church of Pentecost office, and when we got there, the chairman said, "I wish old man was here." Oh. And that's exactly. And I knew it. And my sisters were all saying, "Ah, we wish our old man was here," because if my dad had been alive last Sunday, nobody in Ghana would have slept. <laughs> I can imagine. He would have called everybody. He would have spoken about it. He would have called me a zillion times. And he would go like, Daini, you bought me stuff. Then they'll call some mommy fella. You know, my dad was cool like that. Wow, <laughs> we were close. We were close, yeah. He named me after his, his mom. And so we were close. But he's such a great that he was close to all his kids. I'll tell you what, he's smiling upon you in heaven. Yes. Talking about chairman, it was beautiful to see chairman endorse you even before mm. the awards. You see, mm. he believes in your ministry. How did, yeah. how did that make you feel? The apostle himself saying that the he, apostle himself he endorsed saying, you for the award. So I say Apostle Professor Pokonina is not just my apostle. He's my, my dad. He was very close to my dad. And since my dad passed, he never left me. He's basically assumed that position of a ministry dad. And so one, he, but the beauty of it is when somebody that close to you still believes in you, then you know it's because when you're doing spiritual things and you're a human being, sometimes when you, when somebody is close to you and they get to see your humanness, it's difficult for them to accept your spiritual things, but for them to actually believe and still appreciate what we're doing and support it, that was very satisfying for me and very encouraging as well right so let's 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 explore how you best onto the, the music scene because mm. so you, you started from singing in church mm. singing in one branch and what was your first recording so i after when i did my first performance at 13 by 14 i was doing professional singing wow as in full-time? Not full-time, but um, I, I call it professional because that's when I started being paid for it and, wow. and stuff like that. But um, yes, when I was at Dr. Wyatt, there was also um, an elder of the church, Dr. Wyatt, who had a prayer camp called the Macedonia Prayer Center. And it was very close to my house, so we'd, we'd go there. And I had, the, you know, when the singing is in you, whenever you see a microphone, you jump to it. So I jumped onto the microphone while I was there. And the one of the elders now known Francis A.J., was there. 
and he was about to release his first album, and make sure with Tambi. Right. And then he picked me to be his backing vocalist. The original Meiji so don't we? Yes. You sang in that one? I did. Wow. <laughs> you know how interesting it is when you, you come onto the scene and people think... You, Where have you been? Yeah, you have you been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we sang, we sang it so much that it became uh, like a routine. Yeah, but oh, the voice is gone today, but yeah. Day by day, come with me. I did that song. Say by the power of God. Yes. Oh, okay. I did that with Pentecostal praises. I actually sang that part. Um, with Pentecostal praises, by which time I had actually done about two albums with Francis already. Amazing. Yes. So I, I sang, I, I sang sh sh 10 straight years with Francis, just being, being a BV with him. So anybody who was around the time Francis was would know that I was a little girl, but I was with Francis. So yeah, we did that. And then at that time I was, I was training to be a nurse as well. So I finished nursing. I got married. And whilst I was in nursing school, at the early stages of nursing school, I was still singing with Francis. So much so sometimes I'll leave school and go sing. Was, was it in Ghana or UK? In Ghana. Right. I was in Confanoche. And um, my executive producer now was a church member of the Kumasi PRWC. And he, he actually got to know me from Francis AJ's album. I have a great relationship with the Kumasi PIDBC. I, sp I, I spoke there quite a few times. We oh. actually held our, held our first springboard in Kumasi in, in okay. PIDBC. So oh, wow. I have okay. some great friends there. All right. So if there was ever a place I mastered my craft, it would be Accra PIWC and Kumasi PIWC. Right. Tell us As about the mastery. I don't even know. I don't know. I said mastered and I'm thinking, but. <laughs> it's a good word. Okay. I'm curious about the behind the scenes, mm. and I'll explain a bit more of it as we go along. Mm. But give us an idea about mastery. What does it require? What, what do you do behind the scenes? Because you sing a song for just five minutes. Mm. I mean, really. But a lot goes into it behind I'm the scenes. I'm curious about what goes on behind the scenes. Okay, so there was a woman in the Church of Pentecost called Eunice Addison. She received most of Church of Pentecost's songs by inspiration during prayer time. And so my dad took me to her and asked her to pray for me. Oh. And um, when, I, when I went there, it was, it was in church after church, and I knelt beside her, and she was a fanti. So she asked, You want to sing? The songs are in heaven. It's a lot in heaven in verses and in stanzas. They come in verses and in stanzas. Then she hit me on the back and she said, get up and go sing. I can just almost imagine it. I'm a fancy man, so I can oh. relate to these words very right. much. <laughs> a very educated, posh woman, talking. Yes. <laughs> she just hit me on the back and said, up and in verses and in stanzas. Wow. And she on the back. On the back. And that was the prayer. Yeah. <laughs> what did it do for you? At that time, nothing. At that time, I didn't know what it was. Just now that I've grown that, it hit me. But then, what I remember significantly then was when I got up, my dad said, Daini, did you hear what she said? She said, the songs come in verses and in stanzas. So I never want to hear you sing a two-worded song. And so every time I try to write a simple song, it never happens for me because by the time I'm done, I have a verse, I have a stanza, I have a bridge, I have a chorus. I have. So now I realize that, yes, 
It takes me a while to write. I don't receive by inspiration. Like a, I don't receive it with words and, and quotes and everything. But God gives me a message. And then I put flesh on it and he helps me by his word. But going back to what happened behind the scenes. So when I heard this and I was with Francis, I had a chance to sit under the ministry of singers like Daughters of Glorious Jesus, Susie and Matt. I watched them do certain things. Dr. Mary Ganza. And I had their CDs. I learned their songs. At that time, that's all I knew. And then as I progressed, I got interested in American gospel. And so I would listen to C.C. Winans. I would listen to Alvin Slaughter. I never learned music. But I tried to learn what they're doing. Look at their lifestyle. Try to live my life. Be myself, but also live to please God. Then back to the church. Mastering my craft. The Church of Pentecost will never give you heads up. Will never tell you. You're singing today. They see you in church and they call you. So like a soldier, you should be ready at all times. So whenever I'm going to church, I have prayed. I have a song or two in mind that when I'm hit with it, I know when to pick it up and what to sing. Wow. But I'm also praying that, Father, give me a song that goes with the word that is coming today. I don't want to be going north where your word is going south. Then we're not in tune. And I'll never ask my dad what he's preaching about. But the song I'll sing will always be close similar to the word that is coming did he ever on a particular day say no i didn't like that one you got it wrong you you, you missed out on, on on the direction my ministry was going that day and, and my dad will never be that blatant with me because i was named after his mom so he was one would say no ferrum kakra so he go dine and then our bread Ah, then you get a message. Then you get them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm interested in those parts. You no, know, tell me. Because those are the parts on the journey where we miss most of the lessons. Mm. Because it didn't go too, go too well. well. And the person oh, guiding you must never have a problem telling you that in the one way. Yeah, I, I, I think saying that I have a family who would support me, who would pray for me. Oh, but they can be very harsh with their comments. Tell me about that one. <laughs> my sister, Victoria, will not sleep until I've left the stage. My mother will not sleep until I've left the stage. But when I'm done, she would come and tell me, Victoria would say, Auntie, and that's how she'll go. Auntie, if you're on that stage, don't address this man like that. Mm. You don't say it that way. And when you're singing, you do it this way. Go, it's just nice to be nice. They're, they're, they're very blunt with me like that. And you love them like that? Oh, I do. Because when it's good, they tell me. I think that's helped me to trust you. Help me to believe you so that when it can be all bad. So when it's good, let me know. I think the sanguine part of me likes the fans. So I'm okay with the fans. When it's bad, let me know. But when it's all bad, bad, you know, cry. <laughs> but they'll tell you, you know, you, you don't have to feel like that. You don't have to talk like that. You don't have to. I think I, I had recently, I had an event at um, Cedar Mountain Chapel Assembly of God at Pastor Wingham, Wingham, yes. Wingham's church. And I had known Pastor Wingham for years. The first time I met him was at um, OKMFM. And so when I was on stage, I was trying to recollect how we met. And, and I said, 
I've known Pastor Wingham for a couple of years. About, and I said about 10 years ago. So when I was done, my sister called and said, Auntie, you mean that much detail? Oh, yes. <laughs> but, 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 but it's a blessing to have a team like that behind you, isn't it? Oh, yes. yes. Tell me about mentoring. You've mentioned, you've mentioned three people that have caught my attention very strongly. Mm. You mentioned your dad mm. and may God bless his soul. Mm. You mentioned Madame Addison, who mm. got many of the songs. Church of Pentecost songs. Mm. And then you mentioned Francis and how you, if I may use that word, served him mm. for 10, 10 years. years. That brings the principle of mentoring to the fore so strongly. Mm. How important is it for somebody seeking to get to the top to allow themselves to be mentored? It's so important. And I think in recent times, people don't want to finish the mentoring stage. They don't want to be mentored and they just want to get to the top. As I said, I served Francis for 10 years. And for 10 years, I was just happy to be singing with him. Whether he gave me a part to lead or not, I was just happy. I was a little girl. And I was never looking at when I was going to get my shine or when I was going to be better than he was. And if there was one thing I learned or an experience I gained from serving him, was one waiting and then also the chance to be around producers and singers and my dad would have, my dad introduced me to pastors in the church but francis introduced me to the industry and so that was one thing i got from francis and then from my dad just being mentored by him was how he lived a single standard life when I say it, whatever you saw was what you got. Obviously, I knew him at home. And then also I knew him at church. And so it's very important you stay under people. Not just, you know, pastors, not just, but somebody who you look up to for certain things. And whilst I was doing this, I never thought he was my mentor. It doesn't even come across that way. No. You just are learning and happy. I'm just learning and happy to be there. I think in recent times, people think when you're a mentor, you should have direct access. You should be on the phone to the person. You should. I don't think I spoke to Mama Eunice Addison more than two occasions. It's, that's what I was going to come to. I mean, from what you described, the official day when you were sent to be commissioned, mm. it was just a few words. It was and a few post. words, and I was kicked out. But looking back, back it that was an impact, and it has influenced my life, my ministry. And, and we're here. Let me, let, me, let me borrow a scripture just to bring this point that you're making home because I'm just thinking if you had not paid attention in that one minute, you'd have missed probably the mm. defining part of your ministry mm. because your lyrics are very, very mm. meaningful and weighty and that's mm. one of the hallmarks of your ministry. Mm. So let me just imagine that, you know, in Genesis, Jacob woke up and said, hey, God was here and I didn't, I didn't know. know. Mm. So if that's what you may want to call the defining moment, moment or the kairos moment it. when she was you were mm. in her presence mm. you had been looking at your phone or losing mm. attention or mm. not, not paying attention mm. those words that you can repeat without looking on any book mm. you may I have missed, missed out it. on them and probably missed out on what was mm. a major springboard for your ministry how does it make you feel that importance of a few moments i think that's one of the reasons why i would say i'm very careful about the present because the present 
will determine what the future is. And so I pay attention to everything I'm doing now, making sure I'm mastering this craft. I'm giving my all because then now, and, and time, I think I've lived to realize that every stage of my life has actually opened the door for the next stage. And if I had missed just one spot of the things that happened to me, I wouldn't be here sitting with you. That sounds scary. It is. And I'll tell you, I can give you... Help us understand at least one or two because this is so weighty that you can't let it pass. Every stage <laughs> Every of Every stage of my life, life has landed has... me where I am. And we, if we had taken out one, one, I wouldn't have been here. Almost like a puzzle. Yes. Help us to understand. So, I'll fast forward to I was in Morningstar. I was smart in Morningstar. And I was on my way to go to Wesley Girls. And at that year, I did great. I had nine ones. Just that particular year, I was told Wesley Girls is taking 10 ones for science. Well, my dad was on missions. He was in Sierra Leone. And so my dad wasn't here. If my dad had been in Ghana, I would have gone to Wesley Girls and I would have done science. Or they would have said, don't do science, do arts. If I'd gone to Wesley Girls and done arts, I wouldn't have gone to nursing school because they wouldn't have taken me on arts. If my dad had been here, maybe I wouldn't have done nursing. If I hadn't done nursing, I wouldn't have met my husband. If I hadn't met my husband, I wouldn't have known anybody that can handle ministry with me like my husband is handling ministry with me. If I hadn't done nursing, I wouldn't have lived in the UK working as a nurse with my husband and the kids, which is the central part of the world, which gives me maximum seven hours to almost every part of the world. I pick up my passport and I have access to everywhere in the world. So if Pentecost had not sent my father to Union, my father is pushy and he would have moved Diana to any secondary school to do any course he wanted. But God was playing my life like a table of chess. And so at Ghana National College, I had the chance to perfect my solo performance. I had a headmaster who gave me the freedom to do ministry, but still learn. I then went to the right schools, met the right, because I'm working with my executive producer and I told you that I met him when I was in nursing school. So if my father had been in Ghana, I wouldn't have gone to Ghana National College. If I hadn't gone to Ghana National College, I wouldn't have gone to nursing school. If I hadn't gone to nursing school, I wouldn't have met my husband, I wouldn't have been my executive producer, and I wouldn't have been here. It is such a humbling story you tell that that part alone, that part, it's only like a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Honestly. Be the lyrics of a song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because I've stayed with my executive producer for over 20 years. And I think people would say, oh, you stayed together for that long. And what's the, what's the secret? What's the... We were just meant to be doing this. And that's the power of having the right people around the you. The right people. I'm around. going to come back to that when I come back from this spring. But if you just joined us, this is Springboard Adventure University. And I've, I've just been listening to the lyrics of a potential song. <laughs>
with my guest for today, and you, she needs absolutely no introduction. We've not even spoken about her award yet. We just are getting into the engine room because the story of the award has been well told. But who is Diana Hamilton, and what does she crack? behind the scenes the what the why the where including the pat on the back versus <laughs> and stanzas when i come back from this break i'm going to find out from diana what next what the award did and very importantly her ambassadorial role with the enterprise life or the enterprise group please don't worry priorities according to a world economic forum article people typically spend less than 10% of their time on the things that are important but not urgent. We either get distracted by the urgent but unimportant matters or firefighting. Setting priorities is critical for sustainable individual, corporate and national success. Paraphrasing John Maxwell, we choose our life by how we spend our time and resources. To change your life, you need to change your priorities. To prioritize, you must have one, Clear goals and vision. Two, link your daily actions to your goals. Three, break down your daily actions and execute relentlessly. Our question for today is, are the actions you're taking today helping you build your desired tomorrow? Don't be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day, every day. You can also enjoy more mashup. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3 gigabytes data, extra 400 megabytes for your social apps, and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead, feel the pulse on MTN Pulse. Just be. We're good together everywhere you go. From football fan to football star. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we are poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. From tabletop trader to supermarket owner, at Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties, so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. The essence of my praise is centered on your grace. Is that a verse or a stanza? Or is it a new... Sorry, or is it a bridge? You know, 
if you if you just joined us, it's been an explosive first part of the program with Diana Hamilton just giving us the Genesis, the Exodus, the Leviticus, the Numbers, and the Deuteronomy of her ministry. We've had a beautiful time. And I'm going to come back to Diana for, 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 for the award for life after and, and what next. But let me just remind you that in the Data Skin segment, Nicole talked about priority, something that Diana has been harping on interestingly in the first part of the interview. Diana, how, how important is setting your priority to be able to reach the heights that you are, God has blessed you to be in? Um, one, it's knowing what you're about, you know, what you're looking to God for, and then working toward it. There can be a lot of distractions, and it's very important that we stay focused on the things that we do. Tell me about marriage and family. I'm very interested. <laughs> so, first of all, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, and then I'm a wife, and I'm a mother. And so, and I think if there's, give me for mentioning my dad over and over and over, but he was in ministry and he was in mission. But whenever he, whenever he was with us, if you had to invite my dad, it wasn't about the charge. It was about accommodation for him and his kids. Because he tell you, I'm only here for two weeks and I'm not leaving them the two weeks to come preach if they are not coming with me. And so if he was here for two weeks, he made it count. And so that's my priority now that. Wherever I am, wherever I am, if it's with the kids, I will make motherhood count with the kids. Mm. So that when I'm away, they're looking forward to the next one. But when I'm with ministry, I give it my all. So that when I'm away with the family, ministry will also remember that when I'm coming, I'm coming full force. Wow. And so I'm trying with my husband, trying with the kids, working, making it work, being on the phone. And I think my family has come to realize that when I'm in Ghana or when I'm in America, they are fine with me. But when I'm in Ghana, they will not worry me much because then I'm, ministry is boom, boom, boom. But when I'm in the UK and their sister is back, their wife is back, their mother is back, I am giving it my all. Priorities. Not trying to mix ministry and family. When it's family time, it's family time. These are priorities I've, I've set by the grace of God. We're winning. Do you miss them when you're, you're here? I do. Wow. I do, I do, I do, I do. I think just today I've realized I'm going to have to extend my stay a bit and it's killing me. <laughs> I'm killing them as well, I'm sure. I haven't told them yet. Wow. I haven't told well, them yet. Well, they had the first of the university. Yes. But we salute your family for loaning you to us to yes. be a great blessing. Yes, I say this that my husband is a reg and he doesn't. I think people around us will say that he's not. It's not your normal kind of guy to actually be that confident to let you go and bless you to go. He's rare. When you count your blessings, I'm sure you count that. Oh, I think he's one of them. He's the first one. <laughs> let's, let's go to the, the night everyone, everyone said yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. What was the first word that came out of your mouth when your name was mentioned? For the artist of the year? Yes. Jesus is cool like that. <laughs> oh, man. You know, just the words, the physiology, the terminology. Jesus is cool like that. Yeah. He's cool. He, he has a sense of humor. He's interested humor. in the very little things of our lives. And when he says he will place you at the place he's destined for you, he will do it. And um, he's such a showman because in Psalm 23, he said he will lay a table before you 
in the presence of so he will all your more fair that's not it i wasn't going to talk about it but then he when god is blessing you okay so i tell you when i gave birth when i when i got married it took me almost six years before i had the twins wow. and by the time i had the twins the whole world knew I didn't have children. So the whole world came to look. That's I'm like, Jesus, only show a So it's something like that. Did, you, did, you write, did, you, did that birth a song? Oh, yes. Lots of them. Um, Give me one of them. So that one you have Okay. At that time when the twins came, well, prior to them coming, um, I went into, I had a banter with God, and I said to him, um, if he didn't come through for it was me, like I was a conversation. Yeah, it was a conversation. My mother would say, when it, when pushing comes to shove, put a chair down and sit Jesus down and talk to him. And so I did it one day, and I said, if if it's not going to happen, then you know I don't have a message, so let it happen. And I think I put God. I wrote a testimony song to God, and the song was like, Madan and I had written that song when I wasn't pregnant, when I had never been pregnant. I had, I didn't know I was going to have a, a one child or two, but I sang that I had twins. I wrote, oh yeah, I did. I wrote that song way before I got pregnant. Is, is that why people relate to your music like that? Maybe. <laughs> you, you, you tell your story in your song. Yeah, yeah. I because my mom, my mom celebrated a, her 82nd birthday mm. recently okay and we just went to have a worship session with her in the morning okay and she put a dome non-stop non-stop <laughs> she, she played about 10 times oh, wow and you know the first line of the song i don't look like what i've been through i don't look like what i've been through look mm -hmm. what she has survived my goodness what? she she died twice in the past five years she died wow. which both of them were thursday she died and rose again wow so she just was smiling like that <laughs> <laughs> just smiling i've been there I done that look, i don't look like what i've been through and i, I have no plan of going now but, you know i just and I, I, I just look at the contentment on her face and say, mm. I understand why you wrote the song. Mm. People like that to see, yes. I, I, I hear and I, I feel I think, and I know. I think we hear it a lot that you've prayed our prayer in a way we never thought we could. Mm. Or you've sung our praise in a way that we felt but didn't know how to articulate it. You know, for the benefit of those who have not heard Adum, let me just play it for, for two minutes, two minutes. That won't feel as only a It's important. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> testimony so the essence of my praise 
Welcome back to Springboard Adventure University and I had to pause and play Adum just and dedicate it to my eight two year old mother Dora Okran because she would have never forgiven me if I, <laughs> I hadn't done that because if I brought if without the artist she enjoyed the song ten times, then if I bring the person herself <laughs> to the studio, I must give two minutes to Dora Okran and play the song Adum. That's to all of me to who love Adum and from your previous interview, all those who made Adum their DP. Yes. Just to help you yes. win that award. It was amazing how every morning you just saw Adum lined up on people's statuses. Tell me, how did it feel to be going into a contest? Let me use the word a contest for the benefit of our viewers and listeners. A contest like the VGMA, it being the most high profile music awards in the country, knowing that you had been there in the previous years, 2019, won gospel song of the year gospel artist of the year 2021 gospel artist of the year correct mm -hmm. now you're going into 2021 and you're going for the ultimate and yeah. you, you will agree that there are probably four others who mm. are equally, equally. qualified mm. and going into that and feeling the energy and the momentum behind you of, of so many people just it was amazing i i was saying that the love was palpable you could you could feel that people were emotionally attached to this it was never about me. It was just about how blessed the song had been, how much of a blessing the song had been to them, and how much Asante Mika Sumbuabuswadi Mechi. What makes them bother Buswa? What makes them no tidy, idea? Do you know, that's, that's grace. That's a merited favor. But that's a very powerful force. That that's a powerful at. force. And um, I think. It was just God was making a statement that I am actually cool like that. I can, when I want my daughter to do it, I can cause her to do it. I can, I can use anybody. I can pick anybody from nowhere and use them. He picks us up from the Mary Clean, then he sets our feet on a solid ground, on a higher ground. And this was, this is biblical. This is Bible being told. So when when you look at because somebody's listening tonight and saying, "Ngami Shrawa, when you are blessed and you mm. talk." And those of us who have not made Main, it, mm. what do you have to say to people who, either in music, mm. in theater, drama, mm. authors, people pursuing their careers who Has, it hasn't that happened it hasn't yet? Happened for them yet? What would you say to them? So I'll tell you this, and if you're listening, watch it and listen. When I wasn't getting awards. Glory to God, I was always getting nominations with all my other albums, with the exception of um, Work in Progress because it was out of the calendar year. And when I never had it, nobody can ever say I stood anywhere and 
condemned anyone or anything. Neither did I condemn anybody who was at the top. But I watched, I appreciated what they did and the oil upon people's lives and their craft. And I didn't copy, but I think whatever you respect, you attract. And I think I respected a lot of people at the top and I appreciated what they were doing. And I knew that it was only a matter of time. But even if that time doesn't come, the purpose of God for my life would definitely be fulfilled. And so, like I said, I enjoyed every moment and I trusted the hand of he who sent me. And so I was never eyeing or looking down or bowed mouthing or fault picking. I was just in utter appreciation of what God was doing in other people's life, and I applauded them. I applauded mm. whoever did well. Mm. I remember one thing my manager said to me, as much as you learn how to do something, learn how not to do something. Mm. So whilst you're watching something, if somebody's doing something that is not good, pick it, not to do it, but tell yourself, I'll never do this. Don't condemn that person. Say that again. As much as, as, you, much learn... as you learn how to do something, learn how not to do something. I think I like it. Yeah. And so these are things I picked up. Let me go to your role with Enterprise Life. Mm. I, we've had a great relationship with Enterprise Life for years. Mm. And we've also observed your ministry for years and yes. celebrated the work God is doing with doing. your life. And then all of a sudden, boom, this year we saw yourself in Kofi Kinata. Mm. And Kofi won Songwriter of the Year four times. I mean, he, he's probably, you should take that one home. <laughs> <laughs> Someone but, said he's bought a land in that spot. Yeah, yeah I think he just packed his car there. Winkerman. But uh, we saw both you and... Um, so you both were big minutes on the night, but mm. we saw you and Kenata announce that brand, brand ambassadors. ambassadors. Mm. How has it been so far? It's been amazing. I, whenever I'm asked this, I say it started from an, an ordinary phone call, and right. then we're here. Um, Tell me about that. So there was, it was like a, a late morning. Um, I think I was getting ready either to do a live something or to go somewhere. And I had a call, and it was um, Gideon saying he's been struggling to reach me and that he's gone everywhere for my number. I said, I'm not that difficult, difficult to, to get. Difficult to find at all. <laughs> but yeah, and then he, they said they wanted to um, work with me. They wanted me as a brand ambassador. So after the conversation ended, I called my PA and I said, um, Enterprise Life just called that they want me to be the brand ambassador, and she said, they're such great guys. I have a policy with this, them. This is about one of the biggest companies in this country. I mean, <laughs> did, did she remind you of that? <laughs> she, for me, it was the fact that someone that close to me had a first-hand experience with them. Right. For and me, she, and I she think. she had a policy. And she had a policy with them, and she was speaking so highly of them. And I thought, okay, that is God telling me this is where to go. Because, yes, you get these calls, and then you begin to weigh it. Should I? Should I not? But then... Everything else went smooth from there onwards. You know, I like their excellence, the, how they, they, they work towards achieving excellence, the integrity, delivering on promises they're making. And I thought, this is something that I relate to. This is something that I stand for. Right. And so it's been a great relationship. Kofi Kinata, myself, the enterprise group, the enterprise life group, right. Jackie, Jackie Benny and... Jackie, Kelly, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry yes, Phyllis. Amazing I, I, it's a dangerous thing I'm doing if I start mentioning names and I leave yes, ourselves. So yes, yeah, I'm Patrick and everybody. I'm greeting all of you. Yes. Let, let's let's come to let's come to 
your brand mm. for you to become an, a brand ambassador. ambassador you must have a brand there mm. must be something about you that mm. people can connect to and i'm sure it wasn't a difficult decision at all to coming to the point where people take you so seriously that, let me use mm. your words no it doesn't i i have to say it doesn't it's so funny i was walk, i was going to my auntie in kumase market at that time i had only done two albums and a lady who sells peanut butter picked me up she hit she and she said mommy i said yes then she started blessing me mm. she started blessing me and she said explain it in ordinary english may god grant you the spirit to finish well to arrive hmm. uh, so you didn't end in the middle right you you're carrying it through integrity excellence truthfulness loyalty so that nothing negative is found in you and I remember that statement so clearly, and it's one of my prayers. God, grant me the grace to complete and finish this race well. And I think with that at the back of my mind, and that prayer being said, and God being a prayer answering God, we're where we are today. I was trying to spell Yekudrum. Yekudrum. <laughs> <laughs> You know, don't let the, the Ashantis the, the, the bring you trouble. The anointing to finish. The anointing I'll to finish. It that way. Yes, that's it. The anointing to finish. You come across as somebody who works with a very strong sense of mission. Mm. Even the way you articulate your thoughts, you mention specific moments where you met specific people, people. who left specific deposits. Have you always been this driven and this this focused? I don't even know. Am I, am I focused? I. <laughs> I mean, you, but, there's no way you would, in, anyone would listen to you. That, I mean, like, on Monday, I listened to you with Kojo, and I was walking. Mm. I was walking, and I knew we'd be having this conversation. So I just wanted to hear your previous interview. And I was, I was transfixed. I was walking, but I was, I was like, man. You started with Jesus in school. Like, like, I said, yeah, I, I like that. I like, I like people who are spiritual by hip. That's a personal, that's a personal thing for me. I know. I think, I, I think Christianity shouldn't be boring. No, so it shouldn't. I, I, yes, it shouldn't I, I like the way you started with that one. You said, Jesus is school like that. I said, yeah, that's my kind of girl. I said, great. But, 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 but it was very compelling. And I was mm. listening very intently. But you've been even more compelling this evening. And something wow. that you say is bound to stay in the minds and hearts of people. Mm. Mm. On social media, you have a tremendous following. Mm. Tell me about the experience on social media with your your, your fans, your mm. followers. How, how is it like? It's just been, we've been around for a while on social media. We have organically grown. We've amassed this following. I think one, by the grace of God. Two, by the messages God gave us that we put out. Three, by the songs we we sing and also the lives that we live you know we, we, we're always thinking will this benefit someone praying it doesn't offend anybody living the life like what you see is what you get who's we you keep saying we who's we when i say we myself the husband the kids the family the team and so i have access to the page i work so, so you see, so it's Team Dan Hamilton. Yeah, Team DH. You're big, you're big on team. <laughs> I am very big on team. Right. And, I, and, and I think um, COVID actually opened, kind of got me closer to Team DH. When I say, because then we were at home. Mm. We were at home at that time. 
and then we had social and the internet at our fingertips. People had time. So I got the chance to bond with the people that are interested in ministry, but they seem very distant from me. I had the chance to do Facebook Live where I brought them on. We could do a Zoom and bring some people on and we had a wow. chat and we had live worship sessions. I could be doing Facebook Live, no keyboard is there. I just sang a song and when the song was done, um, a sound engineer would just pick the song, play a keyboard on it and... No. No, it's a song Charlie, on YouTube. <laughs> work in progress. Work yes. In progress. Another, I think it's probably made what many people... <laughs> me raised, raised the eyebrows yes. and said, hey, hold on a second. Yes, that's, that's true. Some, there's something about that song. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that something about that song. I'll tell you what it was. And every time I'm advising fellow musicians, anybody who's aspiring to be, I say to them, never let any situation pass you by without getting a song. If you're a pastor, without getting a message. If you're a songwriter, if you're a poet. And so, work in progress. And a song like Yehovah Beshe, mm. I had those two songs when my father was dying. Wow. And. Um, I was called from the UK. My sister was a nurse, is a nurse in the US. And she called and said, if you want to see your dad in the States, you know him to be. Because it's going to get bad. and going to get bad real fast. And so come. So I jumped on the flight the following day and I went. And when I went, my dad was there sitting. At one, they had all sat with him for a long time. And that day they wanted to leave, go have a rest. And I sat with him in the hospital. And so I sat there, bear in mind, my lifelong experience with him and as a nurse i watched him knowing he was going to die and things were running through my mind what am i going to do ministry wise who was going to critique my songs who was i going to call to say i'm stuck on these lyrics what message can i put in there what verse would help me what what, what this whilst i was thinking about this the two of us Myself and my dad, we began singing this song. You're joking. Yehoah Beshe. Oh. Yehoah Beshe. And that's where we sang that song. We sang it for a long time until the rest of the family joined us. That was the beginning of that song. And then he died. When he died, reality set in. I had forgotten we had gotten that song. But I was kicking myself, beating myself. God, why can you take him away at this time? When I need him the most. And at that time I had done three albums and I thought I was doing well. And I was like, now that he's gone, what am I going to do? Because the, the, the words of men can hit you. Because people around me made me think that I was getting there because my dad was there. And now he had been taken away. And the human part of me was telling me my, my ministry life was over. Right. And then God rebuked me. God hit me. And the song was bred out of this. Yeah. You know what you talk about? When you talked about that last moment singing the song with him, tears came into my eyes because yeah. that was very, very poignant. And mm. you know, Bible talks about King Joash when mm. Elijah was about to die, to die, crying out and saying, "My father, my father, mm. the chariots of Israel and the horsemen." Sometimes you just feel like this is it. Yeah. Mm. And then God says, "No, this no, is just the beginning." Beginning. Yeah. Now you look back and you're like, "Wow." Yeah. And, and it's so that? funny that just a few years ago, now they work in progress by. But it was there long ago. It was there a long time ago. You know what? Let me just tell you the 10 lessons I've learned from listening to you. And then oh, I'm going wow. to allow you a minute to just minister in any way you want. I mean, just, because I'm just enjoying this so much. I mean, I just want to do the conventional ending to this. So if you are the one who likes notes like me, the 10 lessons I've learned from Diana Hamilton 
one mentoring she says many are in a hurry to walk out of mentoring but stay in it and she says the three people that she talked about that struck me the most the role of her father francis ajay and then madame eunice addison of the church of pentecost so mentoring number two she mastered a craft by seven and she mentioned 10 years of singing as a backup background vocalist for francis ajay that was very notable and then the third one, she talked about being ready at all times and growing up in a culture where you, I know even told you are singing, you, you come ready. And when you are called upon, you deliver. I like the soldiering part, soldier, being ready at all times. Number four, she talked about the family who are her greatest cheerleaders and also her greatest critics and keep her feet on the ground. Number five, my favorite. Every stage in my life has led to where I am now. And if you take out anything, I won't be here today. That was so scary, Diana. No, but that was true. So scary. Number six, respect and appreciate others. Whatever you respect, you attract. Number seven, it's only a matter of time. Mm. Timing, timing. Number eight, the purpose of God for your life will ultimately come to pass. Number nine, from your producer, as much as you learn to do something, learn how not to do something. And then the tenth one is the values of integrity, excellence, truthfulness, and loyalty. You mentioned them as the anointing mm -hmm. to finish, which you call Nashanti what? Yekudruhumu. <laughs> These are my ten lessons from Diana Hamilton. I'll say a true book. Then, I, I, have you thought about writing a book? I have never thought about writing a but book. But I'm telling you to write a book. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yes, sir. I think you owe it to your fans. Imagine with about a million followers on social media writing mm. a book and giving them a chance to internalize some of these lessons and principles. Mm. And really, all you need to do is dictate it and then mm. get an, a writer to write for you. But mm. I suspect that the way you are so articulate and so full of conviction, if somebody took the mechanical process of writing, your thoughts will so flow that mm. the chapters will just be stanzas, verses, and, verses <laughs> and bridges, and descants. <laughs> Diana, it's been such a beautiful oh, conversation thank you. with you. And I would like to ask you, you to take us home with, with ministry in any way you want. A wow. song, a prayer, wow. anything that you want to do. But this is wow. just your platform. Just go wow. ahead. Father, I, I thank you tonight. I bless your holy, marvelous, matchless name. So I'm having a chat with Reverend O'Cron. And I'm just looking back at how your grace has brought me where I am. And we're forever grateful grateful to you. Thank you for this opportunity to have this conversation because I know that if we hadn't met, someone out there would not have been blessed. And so I pray tonight that bless he who you wish to bless. Mm. That visit he who you need to visit. That sustain. That you heal. That you give a message. That you come through for he who requires you so bad. You are our present help in times of need. You are our present help in times of need. Right now, someone is waiting on you for something. The fruit of the womb. An open heavens. Favor. Grace. Lord, you have all these in abundance. And so I pray that you pour this on your people. A good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Running over. Let this be available to your people. And I pray that if anyone doesn't know you after this conversation, 
after this prayer. Cause them to have an encounter with you. That they will know you for themselves. Not because they've been pushed into it. But they have found you and you have proven yourself faithful to them. We thank you. I commit the whole team into your hands, Lord. Bless, keep, protect. Grant peace, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. And for the third time, amen. amen. <laughs> and I've enjoyed this conversation so much. It's been very wow. different and very wow. special. And we I want to say a God. big God bless you. Amen. And amen. God bless Thank your husband. God bless amen. your entire team. And may amen. the years ahead be even more beautiful. Amen. That same God who assured you when your father passed mm. that this is only the beginning. Mm. May he bring you to a place next year and amen. next two years and next amen. five years where you say, wow, I amen. thought this was great, but that was just a foundation. foundation. May God honor you. Amen. And may God confirm everything he said to you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this has very, been a very different edition of Springboard of Virtual University, hanging out with Diana Hamilton, the, the hottest property in town. A big thank you to MTN Pulse, the enterprise group, for loaning Diana to us and for UM, to UMB Bank for, for being there and also to our media partners, the multimedia group, and the graphic communications group. A big thank you to Comfort and the entire Springboard team. On Tuesday, find Diana's entire interview, full page in the graphic business page 18. Read about Diana and what she's saying. Maybe that will be the key to her book that will come out sometime soon, according to Prophet Albert. So till then, till we meet at Diana's book launch. My name is Albert saying, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. We are out.